0: Story is so important. And it's it's sort of one of those front burner stories like the Pennsylvania story of Mastriano, like the Georgia, you know, Trumpists um, who were threatening for a while Raffensburger and Kemp. I mean, talk about how difficult it is in some ways to cover this the statewide efforts to install Trump loyalists and anti-democratic politicians.
1: Yeah,
2: and I think that there are two things that is kind of hard for people to wrap our head around and you hit it at the end of that intro. The first is these Secretary of State's offices. You know, these are not campaigns that usually would have gotten any national attention at all. Uh, you know, I was back in my home state, Colorado, is interviewing the current Secretary of State there, Jenna Griswold, who's running against, uh, you know, our, our potential Republican opponent that, that was literally, want was, had, had wanted to break into the voting machines to give some of the information to QAnon. I mean, like, this is like, these types of people should be in a rubber room And now they're running to oversee elections. And in a wave year, you know, they could get pushed in, you know, this Fincham in Arizona. And and I'm sure we'll talk about the secretary of states and other states. Uh, So that's one thing. It's it's just hard to wrap your head around that, that these people could be running elections in key states in 2024. The second thing I think is really important, and Arizona is a great example of this, is just how far the Overton window has moved. You know, if you look at the governor. And Senate uh, races at the top of the ticket. You just did Carrie Lake. Uh, you know, and this is a person that is going on Steve Bannon's podcast, won't call president legitimate, you know, is just far out in conspiracy land. And it's all phony, by the way. Uh, equally phony is, is that leading Senate candidate, Black Blake Masters. He's a Peter Thiel acolyte, you know, said we should let, shouldn't do anything in Ukraine. Also a stop the stealer. OK, we know they're crazy. But even if they were to get defeated by the people on supposedly team normal, Karen Robeson, and I'm sure, uh, Vaughn can get into this, the other, the Pence endorsed Arizona candidate for governor against Carrie Lake. She won't say, she still thinks that there was some funny business in the election. The attorney general, Mark Burnovich. Who is the other main Senate candidate, he put out a report in the attorney general's office that was full of false innuendo innuendo and misrepresentations about the election. But Trump endorsed the other guy because he just wouldn't go whole hog and helping him steal it. Right. So he like he's speaking Trump's talking points, but he just wouldn't go full coup. And so Trump is now endorsing somebody else, Blake Masters, who he thinks will go full coup next time. And I think that is the really important thing when when looking and there are the extreme crazy conspiracists, but even the folks the next step over, would have, it would have been unimaginable that they would have been going, that the, the, the quote-unquote establishment normal Republican politicians, you know, 5, 10, 20 years ago would have been going a, a, along with a scheme such as this to overturn our democracy.
3: Okay, welcome. It's Monday, 1 August, the year of Lord, 2022. we got a packed show. Marina Devine, the uh, lead columnist. Uh, the reported columnist, does a reported column in the New York Post, going to be here about the Hunter Biden, the FBI, the Schlapp's going to be here talking about uh, this massive um, super Tuesday we have tomorrow. Also, CPAC rolls out this week, CPAC Texas. Chris Kobach, this huge vote in Kansas about uh, the Constitution there, uh, adding to the Constitution about uh, abortion rights, about the pro-life agenda. Also, his attorney general role, Frank Gaffney, on Nancy Pelosi and Ty Juan flying in. The is not happy. Doesn't look like either party's going to back off. Of course, we're going to try to get to Eli Crane. If not, he'll be in the six o'clock hour. Six o'clock hour, absolutely packed wall-to-wall battleground today uh, with candidates, and plus Jack Posobiec, who uh, had, a, uh, had a throwdown in a group hug with John Stewart today. So, we'll get to all that. We'll start with Boris Epstein. Boris, MSNBC is now 24-7, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. I mean, they're talking about the rest. They're talking about Washington. They're talking about Michigan. Uh, they're all over Missouri. Obviously, everybody's on tenterhooks in Missouri, given what President Trump uh, put out earlier, his truth social post. But let's go to Arizona Wait, right what, now. Your, what, assess, your, your assessment of
4: what... what? <laughs> Steve, there was a truth social post. I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Just, Just a, just a small neutron bomb. Over Which the social
4: post that literally blew up the, the whole political universe. Blew up the universe. so sir, can I, can I just t- for two seconds uh, on that, Steve? Because sure. it's important. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. Okay. Welcome to the greatest political show in American history, and that is the the first, now second, and hopefully upcoming as we hope and expect third term of President Donald J. Trump. Has there ever been a political figure in history who could send a, what, 15 worder? And then literally everybody is hanging on every word. <laughs> Libs, <laughs> radicals, drag queens, okay? Let alone, of course, MAGA and, and MAGA and conservatives. And we've never seen anything like it. And you know what? It's amazing. And I'm here for all of it. That is the MAGA movement. That's why we're ascendant. That's why we're winning because our leader dominates. The world and continues to swim laps for free in the heads of mainstream media.
3: Very big. So, so, tell people uh, we've I've got it up on my getter right away. But talk to people
4: about what that True Social post is before we talk about Arizona. President Trump around eleven o'clock uh, ten thirty Eastern today uh, put on Truth Social that he was going to be making an endorsement today uh, in the Missouri uh, U.S. Senate primary. So as we say, as we say, we'll see what happens. It's all it's five oh five.
3: Uh, yeah, a very big uh, development out of Missouri. Let's go to Arizona. Why is MSNBC? They're full on. And by the way, they spent you know the first half of that show going through the War Rooms playlist, right? A, a- Hamaday, Fincham, uh, Blake, but they they spend most of their 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 bio on Carrie Lake. What's your assessment, sir?
4: By the way, what's the, the, Tim Miller? You know with the shells, whatever you call that thing, the necklace. What's Pooka, his the oh? C- Kerry Lake. She goes on Steve Bannon's podcast. After, he's the guy that's trying to sell his pathetic little book with one story about his interactions with you. That's all he's got. That's you know. So somehow Carrie Lake is bad for going on on the on on the most powerful outlet in American political media history, which is the War Room and the War Room Posse. But it's okay for Tim Miller with the Pukas to go be talking about it. You know, with his little gossip. Uh, in his book, mm, Sensing a Little Hypocrisy. Here's what's going on. Arizona is the tip of the spear of MAGA. Arizona is where we know for a fact from the Maricopa audit, from information of Pima County, Pinal County, Cochise County, so on and so forth. It was stolen. It was rigged and stolen, just like it was in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, so on and so forth. Arizona has been white hot since, hey, I went out there literally within 24 hours, maybe 27 hours of the of the end of election night, early morning, 3 November, 4 November 2020. And I will tell you, it's been white hot ever since. Arizona has only gotten more MAGA. And the reason they're so upset about it is because Arizona is the perfect test case of a state that went from being MAGA and, and, and absolutely all in for President Donald J. Trump, and yes, going for the president in 2020, to now being... That on steroids. Now it's the tip of the spear of MAGA because they messed with us in Arizona, okay? And Arizona is my sort of second home state of state. I absolutely love the Grand Canyon State. It is on fire. And the candidates are tough. And guess what? Okay, Mike Pence came in for Karen Robeson. And of course, we won't celebrate till tomorrow, but it looks like Politico was right. It's varsity versus freshman or JV when President Trump versus Mike Pence or any of these other people who are thinking of running for president in 2024 which is absolute and total nonsense. MAGA is ascended across the country. MAGA is ascended in Arizona. And that is why MSNBC and Nicole Wallace and Tim Miller and everyone else are completely melting down. Not seeing much of Rachel Maddow lately. I wonder what's going on there. That's why she won a timer. How can somebody
3: survive, though, $18 million in a Republican primary in a state where TV time, yeah, you got the Phoenix market, but $18 million, that does not include, as Carrie Lake told us this morning, does not include the uh, outside groups that came in. He, she thinks the number is 26, and I talked to somebody very dialed into it. They said, no, the number when, when it concludes will be $30 million. How does that work, and how can possibly these MAGA candidates survive that type of onslaught? So, I mean, Carrie did a good job
4: raising money. It was $3.5 million. How How do you – even survive. It's not all about the money. It's not all about the money. And we proved that in 2016, Steve, right? President Trump won the 2016 race being outspent at least three to one, if not four to one, counting outside money. We are in a new world now, right? This isn't 2010. This isn't call Rove and the soccer moms and all that nonsense. We're in a new world. And in this new world where we are, it is all about authenticity. It's all about earned media. It's about going on the war room. It's about get it coming in hot on social media. And, and it's about being real. And people know that, you know, Karen Robeson and, you know, her husband with the money and all that, and I'm not going to tell the story of the book party right now. That's for some other point, okay? But the, the you know, the, the issue here is that if the people of Arizona, the Grand Canyon State, the people of America, when they see somebody authentic, it doesn't matter how much money is spent against them. They're going to win their the race and they're going to vote for the MAGA candidate.
3: You know, the one thing they're most concerned about here on MSNBC is that they're saying even ropes and nobody will say Biden's legitimate, that we have shifted the overwind of what we said we we're going to do here on January 20th. We killed him in the crib. We said that he's illegitimate and we're going to put forth evidence day in and day out. In the American people now, people, this is one of the reasons the foreign leaders don't, the foreign leaders know this is why the Saudis have no respect for him. It's why the CCP has no respect for him. He's definitely illegitimate. There's not a question about that, not even a question about it. And now you've got, you know, fifty percent of the American people. Isn't that what really MSNBC's most concerned about? Is that we have taken their big, their big steal, right, and we've turned it back on them? Do we, lo- we lose Boris? Did it freeze up. Okay, that's okay. okay. Let's try. Let's try to reboot him. Boris Epstein. Here's what's happening. We've got uh, wall-to-wall media coverage. The Guardian, as I said today, the Guardian uh, newspaper, which is the leader of the progressive left kind of intelligentsia throughout the world. The Guardian did two, two front-page stories on the Arizona race, focusing on, you know, Kerry Lake, uh, uh, Mark Fincham, talked about the Trump forces there. We can continue to say, remember, I always say that this is the railhead, it is the railhead, of the trump movement the hardest core of the MAGA folks are out there uh and they're, they're doing terrifically tonight uh t- tonight a big rally for carrie lake she talks about tonight there's gonna be a big rally for her in phoenix uh was you go to carrie lake you go to the, we'll put it up on the Kyron go to carrie lake find out how you participate then tomorrow is game day all eyes are on arizona because this has been the railhead from day one this has been the railhead from uh okay boris is back Okay, let's try Boris again. We just dropped you there for a second, Boris. You got to get at your one of your many vacation homes. You got to get a better uh, upgrade. You got to upgrade, uh, upgrade on your Wi-Fi. I uh, just can't uh, afford it. it. Yeah, no offense. Uh, so uh, tell us, summarize why Arizona, I'm doing a special tomorrow night at six, just about this topic. Why Arizona is so essential to the Trump movement, to MAGA, why the left is all over it, and why these races are so important tomorrow night.
4: Because when Fox News wrongfully called Arizona for Joe Biden on three November 2020, and it started the domino effect of the of the steal and the rigging of the 2020 election, that's where it started. Remember, walking into that call by 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 wrongful call, terrible call by Fox News, President Trump had already won Ohio, had already won Florida, and what was the last time a candidate won a presidential candidate won both those states and did not win the the election? I think about at least a hundred years, Steve. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, it's pretty much a precedent in, mar- in modern times. So Arizona was the beginning of where they executed their plan to steal this election. But Arizona is also where we fought back. The Maricopa County audit, the, 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 the Pinal information, the, the movement all across the Canyon states to spit it on the floor and say, you know, we're not going to take it. And that's why you've seen these MAGA candidates be ascendant. As I said, Steve, when you know the deep state tried to drop me off the show... It's not about the money. It's not about the money. These, you know, the establishment folks, the, the, you know, the, wealth, the, the wealthy donor class, they could put in hundreds of millions of dollars, but that's not what matters. What matters is authenticity. What matters is real MAGA. What matters is standing with President Trump and calling it like it is. And exactly the opposite of what MSNBC is saying, by saying out loud, by being clear that this election in 2020 was rigged and stolen, that we'll never accept that to happen again, is how we continue to win. How we win in the primaries and how we're going to win in the general, because at least two thirds of the country is now with MAGA. And in Arizona, I bet you that fraction is even more. And Steve, both you you and I know a lot of people who know some people in the beautiful state of Arizona. Arizona is more MAGA than ever because it took the hit of the stolen rigged election and it's punched back.
3: But Okay, and by the way, we're going to decertify those Biden electors. Just stand by. Boris, it. real quickly, what's your, what's your social media so people can follow you tonight? Big announcement coming in Missouri, not in yet. People want to follow you on social media. How do they do it?
4: Steve, BorisCP.com's website, hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP, on Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. And, of course, hottest on the Grand Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. And I'll talk to you tomorrow when we have huge MAGA wins.
3: President Trump has announced he's going to endorse sometime this afternoon or this evening in Missouri. We'll be covering it non-stop live. Short commercial break. The revered columnist for the New York Post, Miranda Devine, about the FBI and the laptop from hell. Next in the war room. We will fight
4: till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the You know
3: what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver
2: the epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide
0: war room pandemic here's your host stephen k bannon
3: okay walmart canceled him but the war room did not mike lindell mypillow.com they threw out the classic pillow and all the my pillow products because of the politics of uh mike lindell and how he's standing up for his country you can go to mypillow.com promo code war room right now put the promo code you get all the best deals slippers, pillows, sheets, the sheet's 39 bucks, but you get this classic pillow for $19.88. Action, 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 use your agency. Go there today, mypillow.com. Uh, on Sunday morning, when you wake up on a Sunday and you're getting ready for the first cup of coffee and kind of, you know, either go play golf or go to church or, you know, hang with the family, go fishing, go out in the wilderness, do, do what one does on a Sunday morning. The one thing you don't want to do is pick up your New York Post. And see Miranda Devine, who's an absolute killer, the revered uh, commas for the New York Post. And the headline says, FBI and Director Christopher Wray are in for a rude wake-up call over the Hunter Biden investigation. Now, we are 99 days away from the most historic midterm election since 1862 in this nation. Miranda Devine, after the Republicans, even, even uh, the head of the RNC was on day and said, oh, well, we'll at least take four to take power. CBS News came out yesterday and said it's going to be a minimum of 230 seats. Their model goes all the way up to 245 seats, I think. People are talking about people taking 40, 50, 60. I hear that internal number showed there's 74 seats in play. They're not saying they're going to win those, but 74 seats in play, and their target are 40. So what happens afterwards with these investigative committees with Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and MTG, uh, Daryl, Isa, all of it uh, Miranda Devine, your column and I, I put it up yesterday as soon as it came out, it got tons of traffic it's long, it's detailed walk us through it ma'am
1: Hi, Steve. Thanks very much. Um, look, basically, Christopher Ray is going to be uh, up before the Oversight Committee on Thursday in the House and the Republicans are uh, planning to really fire a whole lot of bullets at him about FBI failures. Uh, um, it's not just the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, there's a litany. They'll be talking to them about the gymnastics team, uh, the FBI allowing this Dr Nasser to continue sexually assaulting uh, gymnasts when they had already been warned about it for over a year. Um, and the Hunter Biden story, of course, is probably the most egregious because Chuck Grassley is now whistleblowers from inside the FBI coming to him saying that there were elements, uh, in fact they've named two uh, particular agents, an agent and an analyst, a guy called Tim and another guy uh, called Brian Orton, who were uh, – taking this sort of derogatory information about Hunter Biden, which, of course, means about Joe Biden before the election in August 2020 and again in October 2020, and basically burying it, uh, labelling it Russian disinformation and, and effectively killing off any other investigations that might have gone on into, for instance, a laptop, Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop, and also in October of 2020 was Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden's former business partner, who had uh, a whole lot of information that he handed over to, over to the FBI, hours of being interrogated by the FBI. Um, they have such incriminating information from Bobolinsky and from the laptop, uh, and and yet uh, the FBI apparently has done nothing. And it's really inexplicable. And I think that that is uh, one really strong line of inquiry for Director Ray on Thursday, and and I don't think it's good enough for him to just continually say, oh, this is an active investigation. We can't talk about it.
3: When you say that, I mean, isn't that their policy? Every time you see Gates hammering them or Jordan hammering them, you know, the clip we get is they just sit there and kind of smirk and say, we don't address ongoing investigations. I think uh, Gates last week had a classic five-minute Essentially, beatdown of I believe the head of national security for DOJ, um, where the guy wouldn't answer anything except he did leak out. He did leak that and implied that there is an ongoing investigation on Hunter Biden's laptop. But he wouldn't confirm he even has possession of it. Um, so, so what is to be done? They're going to have all these questions. They got different angles of attack, but regarding the laptop. What do you you believe we're going to – what new information besides another beatdown of of Ray where he just smirks and says, I can't answer anything, do you believe we're going to get?
1: Well, look, I mean, I guess he can just stonewall, but it certainly will expose him uh, to to the world. And uh, I think he probably will want to not antagonize these Republican members because they are, you know, as the polls show – going to be in charge and they can make his life extremely difficult after the midterms. So um, he should probably be more forthcoming. Now, we have a whole lot of um, evidence of nefarious activities within the FBI. There were the bogus defensive briefings that FBI agents gave to Ron Johnson and Chuck Brasley, the two senators, when they in August of 2020, when they were looking into uh, the Hunter Biden corruption before the laptop came out. Um, That was pretty appalling. Uh, And then, of course, the laptop. I mean, who were were T-Bolt and Orton, uh, one of whom was also involved in the Russia collusion scandal? Uh, Were they involved in burying the laptop? Were they involved in burying Bobolinsky's material? Here's
3: a question, because you know this better than anybody. You had the best-selling book uh, uh, about the laptop from hell. How do they justify, it's bad enough what they did and and had the intelligence apparatus jump out in, in you know October of 2020 after the New York Post heroically broke the story of which, remember, social media oligarchs immediately took you guys down and you guys were up against the wall until it proved that you guys were right and done your due diligence. But has anybody ever figured out or has anybody ever asked Ray why he and Barr who were in receipt of this, I believe it was from December, 2019. Why December, they yeah. basically, yeah, December 19 of 19, why they essentially sat on it for months and months and months until exposed by the New York post and your reporting.
1: They just don't answer that question. Again, they come back to uh, it's part of an ongoing investigation. I mean, I know one of the questions that's going to be asked of Ray on Thursday is um did you give the Bidens, whether Hunter Biden, his uncle Jim Biden or Joe Biden even, a defensive briefing about the fact that they were doing business with CEFC, which was a front for the Chinese military, um, military intelligence, sorry. Um, and so they were doing business with Chinese spies. Now, the FBI knew this because they had Patrick Ho, one of the CEFC characters that uh, Hunter was paid a million dollars to to give him legal advice. Um, He was arrested at JFK Airport in 2017, uh, November of 2017, um, on bribery charges, and they had Pfizer warrants out uh, on him and on other people in CEFC that Hunter Biden was in partnership with. So they would have had communications that Hunter Biden had with these people. Um, So they would have had him under surveillance there. They also, we know, had him under surveillance in 2018. Because, uh, when his, uh, sister in law turned lover, Hallie Biden threw away his new gun in a trash can, uh, in Greenville, Delaware, right near the Biden family homes, um, when the local police were called, uh, guess who's straight on the scene but the FBI? And the FBI was there not because it's their business, but because they had Hunter under surveillance. So he was, uh, his activities were known to them. And, uh, why were they, Why were they covering up for him? Why were they just observing him? Uh, You know, if it's a sting against his father, I mean, that would be pretty far fetched, but maybe it is. We know that the grand jury in Delaware investigating Hunter Biden has uh, asked at least one witness who is the big guy. And of course, we know the big guy is Joe Biden, who was slated to get 10% of this big Chinese deal with CEFC. So uh, if that's the case, um, they better get a hurry on. I mean, what what is the delay that's what is so inexplicable? Why is the grand jury taking so long? Why is the FBI continually surveilling Hunter Biden and doing nothing about it?
3: You've seen, and you know from that part of the world, uh, the, the, uh, everything about face and respect, f- everywhere from Alaska with Blinken to Rome yeah. with uh, Sullivan, no respect. The, the phone call the other day, you know, the, the, the Beijing always puts in a totally different read in the White House won't put out the transcripts. They treat him with no respect. Do you believe that one of the reasons they treat him with no respect is not just the haplessness, but the fact that they know they're compromised, Miranda Devine?
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, President G knows Joe Biden like the back of his hand. President G is a, an engineer. He's uh, been uh, in, uh, Joe Biden keeps on boasting about the number of hours he's had face-to-face with President Xi. If I were Joe Biden, I wouldn't want to spend that much time giving uh, my adversary time to um, you know, look into my mind, such as it is. Uh, so President Xi has his number. He knows um, that Joe Biden is venal, um, that he has a problem with the truth, uh, and he knows all his weaknesses. And he's pressed on those from the beginning, he's played him like a fiddle. And now the reward is that, uh, America's foreign policy towards China is soft. Uh, Joe Biden's administration is just, uh, unwinding piece by piece the sort of, yes. uh, strong, uh, you know, that you were part of that, uh, the, the sort of tough stance yep. against China, uh, particularly bringing back, uh, bringing back our manufacturing. Uh, and so on, and the trade situation, um, you know, the fact that Joe Biden goes and has that two and a half marathon meeting with um, Xi the other day, and then uh, there's a discrepancy between what China says happened in the meeting and what Joe Biden says, I mean, the sad thing is that it's very hard to believe Joe Biden.
3: No. Uh, Miranda, how do people get the book and how do they follow you on social media and your column?
1: So, Laptop from Hell, and it's uh, on Amazon, at all good bookstores, Barnes and Noble online. And uh, and I'm on Twitter uh, everywhere uh, Getter, uh, Truth Social, at Miranda Devine.
3: You're amazing. Best columnist in the country, Miranda Devine from the New York <laughs> Post. Honour to have you on. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, CPAC. Also, going to ask him about Nancy Pelosi. When we get back in the world
2: the ccp midterms
5: begins at cpac texas join president trump Sean hannity steve bannon and a packed house of conservative all-stars
0: with your help we will take back the house we will win the senate
5: a big red wave is coming it all starts at cpac texas fire pelosi save america
0: and then a republican president
3: will return to the white house who, who, who will that be? The American
0: Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising.
3: Okay, Monday, 1 August, year of 2022. This is CPAC Week, CPAC Texas. Matt Schlapp uh, joins us. Matt, um, Nancy Pelosi's uh, going, I think on Wednesday, the eve of CPAC opening over in Taiwan, is going to head to Taiwan for a visit. The CCP has said... Um, this is either not going to happen, or this is going to cause a big problem. The White House came out today and said they should not overreact. the uh, The theme of CPAC is uh, fire Pelosi, save America. How, how do you? What's your view of her trip to Taiwan? In uh, the White House response, by the way, the White House Kirby Admiral Kirby said at the briefing, uh, "We don't support an independent Taiwan." Right. Yeah. So what, yep. what's your what's your what's your assessment of this? Miranda Devine, the great commas? I mean, for her, because she doesn't run around with her on fire. She's the top columnist of one of the top papers in the country. She said there's no doubt that she knows that Biden's compromised by both money and the honey potting of his of his son. What say you, sir?
6: Well, that's what China does. Uh, Gordon Chang, who's on our board, always reminds us that uh, they always entangle us through relationships and uh, through money. And it's clearly what they've done with the Bidens. Now, look, this is a cleanup on aisle five situation because the readout through the conversation uh, between Biden and Xi was that uh, she was really uh, taking Biden to task and Biden wasn't, wasn't saying much about it. And then the readout from the, uh, the White House was, oh, we're going to continue to build this relationship. So you know, they had to fix this today because you're literally having a assassination threatened on the Speaker of the House, who's something like the third in line uh, to the presidency. And look, I got to give Nancy Pelosi some credit. in the beginning of her career, she was much more forceful in human rights questions against China. And if she's going to go to Taiwan, might be the only time I agree with what she's doing, but I agree with what she's doing and I support it.
3: No, I mean, when she first ran, she was one of the members. She was almost arrested in Tiananmen Square.
6: For, That's right.
3: going over there and protesting. She, hey, Hey, She kind of lost that, but now it's coming back. Do you believe – by the way, the the White House lied because, remember, they said, hey, we confronted Xi about slave labor. Uh, No. The Uyghurs – the Uyghurs uh, – yeah, yeah, and and, and CCP said, yeah, I don't think so, which I kind of believe. It's tough to believe the liars of CCP, but sometimes they lie less than – you don't believe Biden confronted Xi in that call at all, sir? Is that correct?
6: I don't believe Biden confronted Xi – I don't think uh, Biden confronted the crown prince in Saudi Arabia on the things they claim that they chided him for. I think our foreign policy is feckless. And how do I know that? Because when we do these CPACs around the world, the readout we get from our contacts in the government is that it really is a sad thing that Biden's not all there. And if he delivers messages, it's after he's left the room and the aides are delivering the message. It's a really frightening time for the country, Stevie. I know you know this, especially with the service of your daughter, this is a, uh, you know, we need a commander in chief to set a bold statement about what we'll accept and not accept. And I'm sure for Nancy Pelosi, it's a little disconcerting to know what the hell the white house might be saying or not saying. And, and if they don't deal with the president, what are they going to do? Deal with the vice president? How's she going to get up to speed? I mean, it's a scary time.
3: She's <laughs> got a right part. Hang on. Correct me if I'm wrong. CPAC Israel was just after Biden left. What was it? Yes. It had to be buzzing. It had to be buzzing with what a command presence for, for Steve, a you're not to, go to Israel. To get
6: me in, <laughs> you're not allowed to get me in trouble with which country said that. But let's just say, uh, yeah, uh, I think the people the the people in Israel that we talked to were alarmed at the mental acuity of the president.
3: Wow. Uh, talk to us about this coming week, national security, economics. You, you, it, the two, it's a two focus. How do we take it back? How do you win? How do you get organized? As 90 some days ago. And then what do we do afterwards? Break down what people can anticipate. We want all yeah, look, I'm, uh, sold. Just go ahead. You sell, go ahead.
6: Your, your war room community, thank you all for turning on the heaters here and running that great ad. Um, the, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm around this country. Uh, obviously, to take back the government. And for me, you know, I'm a little bit of a minority voice here. People think the pullout in Afghanistan, the shame of that, the inflation. um, You you look at these numbers, 18% of Hispanics think we're on the right track. I still think what undergirds it all is everyone always knew the Democrats were bad at economics. They knew they like to spend too much money. And they knew they're kind of like reckless when it comes to our national security. But this woke thing this is what ties it all together. This is what this election is going to be about. This is why people of color are going to be vote for Republican candidates like we've never seen before. Look at those border districts uh, between Texas and Mexico, uh, Myra Flores and these other folks. Look at these young candidates in uh, Virginia. There is a pushback on woke from independents and Democrats, as well as a lot of Republicans. It's true. Republicans are having their, only, their own family squabble, which we always seem to have, which is kind of a sideshow. The real story is this. The, the, the Democratic coalition is literally breaking up before our eyes, and they are really turned on to what Republicans stand for. When Republicans fight, when Republicans turn tail and do what the Senate just did and what they did on guns, uh, you know, it, it really disheartens people. That is the only risk we have in November.
3: How do people still get tickets and how they find out the schedule, everything? It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. How, how do people That's right. How do people find out about this?
6: Just go to our website at conservative.org. You can still buy tickets. If you type in code word war room, you're going to get a chance to be at a reception with uh, your host, Steve Bannon. And Steve, you're speaking Friday night at the Cattleman's Ball. Uh, you're kind of keeping it close to your vest about what you're going to say. And I just want to say, yes, I know we have Victor Orban and other uh, people speaking that is controversial with the media. You know, the Washington Post literally uh, wrote an editorial on Sunday basically saying that they want to vote in determining who speaks at CPAC. Uh, that's, you know, that's quite something, you know, Jeff Bezos, we, you don't get to decide who speaks at CPAC. Matter of fact, we might just do the opposite of what you tell us. But, you know, people come to our stage, Steve, and they, uh, they say what's on their mind. And it's its very spontaneous. That's one of the reasons why CPAC gets a lot more eyes than an RNC convention.
3: And it can get pretty rowdy. Uh, Matt, how, once again, how do people get there and how do they find you, particularly your Twitter account, which gets a little runs a little hot on occasion? We understand Mercy, Mercedes told us that she tells you to pray before you hit the trigger. But I she want to make so, sure people know.
1: <laughs>
3: how do she get you said Twitter? I have to
6: say a Hail Mary. I need to say a Hail Mary before I tweet. And I say sometimes I just get to the hail part. But the um, the uh, just go to conservative.org. Uh, And you can see the full schedule is there. You know, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz, uh, President Trump, Senator Bill Hagerty is going to be talking about all these questions about China. Our great board member, uh, Gordon Chang, will be speaking. Uh, So many others, your conservative favorites. You know, you'll be there. Steve Glenn Beck will be there. Sean Hannity will be there. As you know, it's a who's who and it's a crash course in what's going on in your government. I have to say I'm not optimistic in politics very often, but I'm very optimistic, so everybody should come out. And let's send a message to George Soros that the people still rule.
0: Amazing.
3: Uh, Matt, thank you very much. Matt Slap from uh, ACU, uh, the parent organization of CPAC, CPAC Texas this week. Want to make sure everybody in North Texas, everybody in the region, everybody in Dallas, make sure you go. We're looking forward to seeing you. First time we're really taking the show on the road for an extended period of time, so we're really excited about this. Thank you, Matt. We'll be broadcasting there every day. Four hours a day, every day from CPAC. Match Lab, thank you. Let's go to Kansas. Thank you, brother. Uh, Let's go to Kansas. I think it was uh, USA Today, massive story today about the Constitution. Kobach, tell me why there's already lines wrapped around the block. I think you've sent some photos to us. This thing is getting intense in Kansas. All the media is all over it about your Constitution. And then the races that spring off the Constitution, particularly yours, the Attorney General race. So walk us through what's happening in Kansas.
5: Yeah, what's happening is the early voting numbers are shattering all the previous records. Um, As of this morning, uh, 270,000 people had cast their votes, either in-person early voting or by mail early voting. And that's three times what it was in the last non-presidential election, namely 2018. Um, What's driving it is this constitutional referendum Uh, We are the first state up after the demise of Roe v. Wade with a ballot issue, and the ballot issue simply corrects what the Kansas Supreme Court did in 2019. The Kansas Supreme Court invented an invisible right to an abortion in the Kansas Constitution, kind of like how the Supreme Court invented one in the U.S. Constitution in Roe v. Wade. Uh, However, even worse, the the Kansas Supreme Court's handiwork is a far broader uh, abortion right. At any rate, this constitutional referendum is on an amendment that the legislature passed and this would ratify what the legislature did simply saying no there is no constitutional right to an abortion in kansas and the legislature has the authority to regulate abortion it's pretty modest but the uh the pro-abortion forces from outside of kansas from all over the country are pouring money in uh, in, and they are distorting what the referendum does but it is a, a big big deal uh, the state is really on fire over this this issue of pro-life versus pro-abortion.
3: Kansas, you would posit or I would think agree positive. with me, that's one of the more conservative uh, states uh, in, the union, sir? in the union, sir?
5: Absolutely. Although, you know, not as deep, deep red conservative as, say, a place like Utah or Oklahoma. But we're still a, a very conservative state. And, and, you know, polling shows that we are a, a pro-life state, narrowly so. But we have become a pro-life state over the years.
3: Why is this such is this a big, such deal, a big deal, for the, deal for the for the pro-abortion, pro-abortion people, people given, given Kansas, where Kansas is country. located in the country?
5: Well, the, the reason it's such a big deal for them, there are two reasons. One is they want to show that after the, the Dobbs decision that that somehow the the pro-choice forces are mobilized and galvanized and it's going to change everything and stop the red wave in November – um, and they see they wanna make an example of Kansas. But the other thing is, and this is the m- far more uh, troubling uh, thing, is they, they see Kansas as an abortion oasis uh, in the Midwest because of what the Kansas Supreme Court did in wrongly creating this right to an abortion. Uh, the states around us like Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, uh, hopefully Nebraska soon are restricting abortions and it is driving people seeking abortions into Kansas, where it's an anything goes situation right now. And so we could become uh, a, a really sad place with, uh, you know, with unlimited abortion rights. So there, there are two objectives that the pro-abortion left has.
3: Talk to me about, uh, give me a minute on your AG re- race. How do you stand in the primary right now?
5: Well, the polls continue to show me ahead. Um, however, this is a, a hard fought race, and it's probably the highest profile primary in Kansas right now. Um, it, it's all decided tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is Election Day. But of course, as I mentioned, a lot of votes, hundreds of thousands of votes, have already been cast. And so it's a uh, it, what, what I'm seeing when I travel the state, I just completed a, a tour of Southeast Kansas, um, is people are really upset at the Biden administration, and they're recognizing that the Attorney General has the authority and has the standing in court uh, to bring a lawsuit to stop these uh, egregious illegal things that the Biden administration is doing. Uh, As you know, Steve, I'm already representing members of the Air Force challenging Biden's Department of Defense on their vaccine mandate that violates people's First Amendment rights. Um, If I'm Attorney General, I'll be bringing lawsuits to defend American Second Amendment interests, uh, you name it, up and down the issues, uh, hopefully uh, reinforcing the rule of law on the border. Um, there need to be more lawsuits brought against the Biden administration because there are so many things they have done that are in violation of the law. And I'm, I'm sensing that people in Kansas so recognize that. They want to go on offense, uh, and that's what we'll be doing if uh, if I'm
3: elected. How do, how do people get to the website to follow you for the next 24 hours to, on your campaign? Yeah,
5: they can go to my website, chriskobach.com. That's K-R-I-S-K-O-B-A-C-H. .com, can follow what's happening, can chip in if they wish to. Um, it's going to be a big day, big night uh, tomorrow.
3: Run through the tape and fight on, Chris Kobach, one of the best guys in this country, a real patriot.
5: Will do. Thanks, Steve.
3: Thank you, brother. Okay, we've asked uh, Frank Gaffney to change his schedule around. We're looking to the wisdom of Frank Gaffney about what's going on in Taiwan next. We
4: rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC
3: None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only ten dollars a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the unplugged suite. It's secure, it's private, it's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, 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 use your agency. Has arrived the new social
0: media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech
5: The countdown to the midterms begins at CPAC Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars.
3: With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate.
5: A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC Texas. Fire Pelosi.
0: Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising.
3: Okay, welcome back. I've asked Frank Gaffney to change things around. By the way, the president or the regime head is going to have a public announcement tonight about killing the head of al-Qaeda by a CIA drone strike. I think it's going to be 7.30 live to the nation. Frank, I'll get your assessment of that in a second, but i got to ask you about the situation in, in China. Um, you've been doing this for a long time. You're head of the Committee on Present Danger, China. uh, Right now, I'm so proud of the webinars and how people are getting engaged in everything. Walk us through your assessment of what's going on right now in Taiwan and with the CCP.
0: We're watching a convergence of events, Steve, that I think is um, portentous, shall we say. Um, We're seeing what the Chinese are clearly spinning as a provocation um, taking place in the form of uh, Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. Um, I'm not sure they're ready for the full-on military operation that they clearly are preparing for, Um, but they may decide that having talked themselves into a very high state of, uh, well, aggression, that they have no choice. They would lose too much face to back down without doing something to interfere with her uh, travel there. I'm a little surprised that the announcement was made when she is going to go. I, I don't know whether that was meant to deconflict or whether that was meant to um, set her up for uh, a problem. But whatever it was, I think it was a mistake. But the bigger problem, Steve, is that um, Xi Jinping, the dictator of China, is at this moment being buffeted by increasing economic, political and I would argue, uh, strategic challenges that may prompt him to do what totalitarians have done, you know, basically from the beginning of that kind of uh, ideological discipline. And that is, when all else fails, go for what has been called by the political scientists, social engineering, which is to say, creating some pretext for the kind of domestic repression that's required to keep a lid on things by citing some foreign devil who has to be uh, you know, dealt with uh, usually forcefully uh, lest they become a greater threat to, in this case, China. And I, I think all of this has the potential to go seriously sideways. I think Nancy Pelosi deserves a great deal of credit for standing by her commitment to Taiwan and, you know, courageously uh, putting herself in harm's way to do so. Uh, God love her. Here's
3: what I don't understand. Look, she was, uh, and by the way, people are saying they're doing it because of the stock they own in semiconductor companies. They want a taste of the, of the bill that's going to get passed here, the, the, the chips bill. You know, a lot of people on our side of the football just can't stand the sight of her. She started out as a anti-CCP warrior when she first got to Congress. One of the biggest things she ran on in that district of hers. She went to, she was at Tiananmen Square. She almost got arrested at Tiananmen Square. But she went soft for a number of years. What is it, and she knows she's going to get blown out. So she's not going to be the speaker at number three in line come after, you know, January 1st, but basically lose it in November. What is propelling her now to make a East Asia tour? where you essentially up in the grill of the CCP, but particularly to go to Taiwan, your best assessment, Frank, why do it and why do it
0: now? Well, there's the obvious explanation. This is kind of uh, a victory lap for her on her way out the door uh, to show that you know she's a major international figure. Uh, I don't think she quite anticipated she would be gaining <laughs> this stature this way, Steve. I have the feeling that somewhere in the mix is that she has been stung by the criticism that the war room and others have leveled at her for being a prime example of elite capture. Uh, You're right. She was very formidable about uh, how the Chinese brutalized their own people. And by the way, the people of Tibet, her husband then started making an immense amount of money in deals with the Chinese Communist Party. And she went pretty much quiet. So, but I think this is time. a finale for her. That um, I, I, you know, I can't stand the side of her myself either, to be yeah. honest with you. But I'm grateful that she's putting what, it forward what people to don't
3: know. A lot of her when I was in the White House, a lot of her staff and people who've worked with here over the years are, are hawks, or super hawks. Mm-hmm. It's surprising, but they were disappointed. I mean, when she first started, she was a fire breather in this topic. Uh, Frank. You're going to go to, by the way, talk about the webinars, and then you're going to be, Jay uh, Ellis, you're going to join us at CPAC. I think opening day, Thursday, you guys are going to be helping me for a couple of segments, walk through the game. Everybody's got to learn the game now because it's going to be big and front burner after November 8th. Everybody's got to get up to speed on this, so you got to learn the details of the big steal. Trump is now in court with his defamation. It's going to be huge. Walk through the webinars and uh, tell me about your CPAC journey.
0: Well, Steve, I I just want to say I want to thank you for your leadership about creating this committee on the present danger of China back in February of 2019 to make the case to the American people that the Chinese Communist Party is our mortal enemy and to show them the ways in which it is actually securing in some ways, decisive victories against us in what they've called unrestricted warfare now for several decades. We've done two series now, again, with your encouragement, uh, of webinars. Uh, One began about three months ago. Every week, Thursdays at one o'clock typically, Eastern Time, we do a program on various aspects of this unrestricted warfare, uh, how they're waging it against us, the various targets that they are pursuing, the successes that they're achieving, what we need to do about it. So Thursday of last week, we had a fascinating program on the uh, Sino-Soviet, Sino-Russian No Limits Partnership. Frank, we got to bounce real quickly. How do people get to, give me the uh, site they go to, we'll push it. It's presentdangerchina.org to register for two that we have this week. One is on the Confucius Institute tomorrow at 1, and the other is going to be about the CCP's inside our grid on Thursday at 1. Perfect.
3: Folks, let me tell you about Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart, you need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.
0: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024 by Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon Today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.